Welcome to the Indie Beacon Show, where readers can discover great new indie authors. Find us on any major podcast system, Amazon TV, and YouTube. Join Mary Ann Fairmont for today's show. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Indie Beacon Show. I'm Mel Greenberg, and this is my first show. I'm really excited to be here. I hopped on this year to to be a host, and I'm really honored and happy to be here. And I'm really excited to be starting out this new year, 2021, and this show, my premiere show, with a fellow Tucson, and I'm here out in the desert southwest, and Brittany Turpin is with us this evening, and she's an incredible woman, artist, author, um, member of our community, and I'm thrilled to be able to introduce her to all of you. Brittany, welcome. Thank you very much, Alan and Mel. It's a pleasure to be here and certainly an honor. How, tell us, um, I wanna, let's hit, let, tell everyone about you. Brittany, let's start with your story. I am a mother of four and uh, a wife of one, Steve. And, uh, and those, are, those are my trophies. I, I love being a wife and a mother. And um, I enjoy uh, decorating and art and uh, my passion is writing. Um, it's something that not only I enjoy, but I'm, I'm very good at. So um, I just put my passion into my, into my life and made it my career. Did you always fancy that you would write a book or had that been a dream of yours or is it something you happened upon and you just had a story you needed to tell at this point in your life? Well, quite honestly, uh, when I was in um, school, a couple of things like, you know, high school, grade school, um, I would consistently hear you're a good storyteller, uh, you're a good public speaker, you should consider doing these things for a living. And um, I used to just really, really love and enjoy writing books. But um, I think life in itself, I think some of us are given stories. Some of us are given um, lives that need to be told. So um, I think that's probably was my initial inspiration and definitely always knew I'd write a book. I knew I'd write a book my whole life. Really? Yeah, it was actually the first time, Mel, that I knew my purpose. I knew my purpose the, the first time I sat down and started writing, and I said, this is my purpose, which is nice to finally arrive. I'm 55, and um, you know, I started writing probably 15 years ago, but to just really find your purpose is it's like, a, like a blooming flower, it really is, and it just keeps on blooming. Well, I love that, and we're gonna talk tonight about your first book and how it came to be um it's my life of miracles and it has just hovers in the top on amazon in the rankings it's it's doing quite well and we're so thrilled for you and you chose yeah. to publish independently and yeah. you know take us through that journey you wrote your book and and how did you get there well as you know um Writing a book is extremely difficult, number one. Uh, anybody who does it, no matter how good or how bad it is, I applaud because it is definitely a journey, as you know. And um, so, you know, the, for me, uh, writing my first book was extremely emotional because it was a personal story. Um, and I, I felt like I was always walking the line of, oh, is anybody going to believe me? Because 
my experiences were just almost surreal. So uh, just writing it and then not only writing the content, but you know, I didn't want to scare anybody with what uh, my experiences were. So uh, I must have, you know, rewritten it like 80 times, literally. And so when I thought I finally had my last version done, I had a, um, a editor read it and she called me and she told me she wrote it three times and she loved it, but then she told me she cried. And that wasn't what I wanted to do. I really wanted to, um, I wanted to move people, but not that much. So then I had, you know, I went back for another year and rewrote it again until I finally felt like you could read it and sympathize with me, but learn and actually rejoice with me. So that was, that was really important for me to, well, actually also the number one thing that I wanted was for people not to talk about me, but to talk about themselves. And that actually was my goal. And I would say I successfully achieved my goal because 99% of the time when I talk to somebody, they'll start with something saying, this is my favorite chapter. And then they'll tell me why and how it relates to them. And I like that. And I think that as a, as an author to be successful, you need to be relatable. You need to be able to pull your, obviously your audience in, but when you're writing about such things, um, you know, it, it's, that was, that was a, was a hard one to do, but it was achieved. So. Did you set out, did you know, how did, are you a plotter or just a jump in and write? How did you go about, tell us about your process. With everything in life, I just jump in. <laughs> I wish I was organized and just that was a plotter, but well, actually that's not true. I sat down. Well, what I initially did was I sat down and put, you know, typed into the computer, how to write a book. And, and then I, you know, watched a couple hundred YouTube videos on people who had done it. And like, somebody just asked me this the other day. Um, and I'm sure you get the same question. You know, what is the one thing you could tell me that would help me to write a book? And I just answered this question for um, someone yesterday. And I said, the number one thing out of all the things that I read was to work it like a job. So to put a schedule together mm -hmm. and, and actually, you know, don't be late for that schedule. Arrive, um, you know, make up your hours if you can't make it. And I think out of all the time, I think I only missed one, one time. So I, I wrote six hours a week, two hours at a time, three, three, three days a week. So, um, and I wrote at Barnes and Noble, that was the other thing I said was to try to find a space to write that is, you know, n not your house. So you were when, in a public spot or in an open spot rather than, you know, yes. solitude and isolation. Right. No, no. You know, I really, um, I'm, I'm good. I just, again, like if I work it like a job, it, it actually worked and it actually got me to finish the book because when I initially started, I, I couldn't do it. So that's when I started doing a little bit of research now that I'm, you know, I'm going through it in my mind. Yeah. But then it was, then it was actually pretty, pretty easy. And then also I wrote for 20 minute increments. I'd write for 20 minutes and I'd get up and walk around for 10. And, um, and but you are organized. I am organized. Oh, yeah, I'm seeing you're thinking plotting out. That's a, that's, I mean, that's very scheduled. That's, that's solid. Yeah. So, but I mean, that was, you know, after trying to write and then figuring out that I wasn't able to write unless I figured out how to actually 
do it. And that was the best, you know, of everything I listened to and people you know, being extremely detailed, which I, I wasn't, I'm not that girl. That was the best advice. And that's probably the best advice I could give to anybody who wants to write a book. Make sure you work it like a schedule, you know, set your time. And, you know, I'm a mother of four. So I was like, oh my gosh, what am I going to do? Um, you know, my youngest now is 13, but I was like, okay, well, I'm going to have to wait until he goes to bed. He went to bed at eight o'clock. So after, after he went to bed, I'd hustle and get my booty over to Barnes and Noble and, and I'd write. Well, it's so, challenging under any circumstances, but with children and schedules and, and everything else you have to do to kind of not only physically get into the space where you can, can accomplish the work that you want to at that time, but, but mentally, you mm -hmm. know, I was just having that conversation with someone about during this time, it's really hard to separate out and it get the, really that, that state, have that clearing so that, you know, those creative channels, you know, can flow. <laughs> well, especially right now, I've got hopefully another book coming out in August, but um, finding that space for me is really, really hard because everybody's home and, you know, we'll, we'll let's call it ADD. I don't know, but I'm okay with having 800 people that I don't know around me just not 800 people around me that I do know asking me for anything. So we're coming up with a new um, schedule, if you will, in the yeah. next coming weeks. So I completely transformed my front room into the, a writing room. That's and, awesome. Yeah, and so yeah. my schedule is going to be around, my, my son is in college, he's up in his room, my husband has, um, we've now turned our guest room into an office for him. So I'm going to command the whole downstairs and I'm literally going to put a flag up that says, you know, we're all on a two hour timeout. I got to write. Nobody can talk. Right. Well, we're going to take a quick break here and we've got some, some sponsors that we want to give our due time to. And we really appreciate everybody listening in. We're going to be right back with our guest, Brittany Turpin. You're listening to the Indie Beacon TV show. Authors Marketing Guild, a membership-owned company where authors can learn how to better market and sell their books. Join us at AuthorsMarketingGuild.com. Factor 7, the newest thriller by author J.D. May will keep you turning the pages with mystery, betrayal, lies, and infidelity. Ripped from the headlines, Factor 7 follows two prominent doctors who uncover a clandestine plot to spread a bioweapon with a 98% mortality rate. Journey with them as they experience a world of murder, power, intrigue, and corruption, where it becomes deadly clear that exposing the truth is just as dangerous as the weapon they seek to expose. Do you send book sales to a company that takes most of your money? Do you want a bookstore that supports you? Want to earn more money from your book sales? Introducing a bookstore for indie authors and small press only. Earn up to 80% of your book sales and learn how to better market yourself. Join the 150 authors already signed up to earn their fair share at e4r.store. What would you do if you had to put your life on hold to care for a loved one? Well, during COVID, almost all of us have been doing just that. I'm Charlotte Canyon, award-winning author, actress, and speaker. And my book, you have to laugh to keep from crying, shows you how you can revive, thrive, and survive with four golden rules. You have to love one another. 
You have to respect one another. You have to have patience with one another. And most of all, you've got to forgive one another. I'm Charlotte Canyon, and I approve this message. Welcome to the Indie Beacon Show, where readers can discover great new indie authors. Find us on any major podcast system, Amazon TV, and YouTube. Join Mary Ann Fairmont for today's show. And we're back. Thanks for joining us this evening on the Indie Beacon Show. I'm here with special guest, award-winning author Brittany Turpin. And we were talking about her writing process, but I want to now get into the book itself, My Life of Miracles, and what you said earlier about some the person that you had that read it cried and you really didn't want to elicit that kind of response. I, I'm going to tell you, I did. There were some chapters, but I think it came more out of just this raw, authentic, emotional response than you know, than a negative. I think that, that you did what you had maybe hopefully set out to accomplish. And that is through telling your story, you, you, people are moved by it on, and all the different chapters. And, you know, it's the, the, the queen, the dress, the snow queen yeah. chapter really moved me for reasons um, that you're going to have to read the book to see why that is, but it was a beautiful chapter. And there's something in, there really is something in there that can touch everyone's soul and spirit. And I think now as, as we're going through these difficult times, we're looking for, for those opportunities and, and you've done it beautifully. Um, you. Was it hard for you to write the, I mean, these are pretty revealing emotional segments of your life and your upbringing. Um, so, there was some, I mean, that's, let's see, how do I say this? So when I wrote the book, I didn't write it in the right order. Um, my editor was like, you need to put them, you know, in the right order. And I said, I don't want to. I said, I wrote them exactly how I could write them. Because some were easier to write than others. And some, you know, it would take me literally months, like, especially the ones about my mother, mm -hmm. take me months to recover from actually writing them or even to drive home. Uh, when I wrote about um, when I had the visitation, what I believed to be the visitation for my mother, I had to pull over. I was I just couldn't stop shaking, and and didn't realize how still connected. Even though you know it happened to me as a small child, how still connected you are to those those feelings and those emotions and those you know just the, how raw those memories can be, even though you think you've worked through it. And, um, Absolutely. and for me, you know, and, um, and I mean this to be really what it is, is that, I mean, it was literally every story for me, I felt was such a miracle and so connected with God and just always, always coming out on top, mm -hmm. always coming out on top. And, you know, being able to be grounded in the idea that I'm never alone and that no matter what happens, um, you know, as long as you keep believing for that outcome, and I think that's the difference between myself and even my siblings. Um, they said, why was it so different for you? And I said, because I believed, I believed that there was going to be something good on the other side. And uh, I really... I think that's what we miss actually even in teaching our children is, you know, hope and faith. And um, for even if you want to remove the God out of it, which I don't, but if someone else does, just even having hope and faith to get to the other side of good, 
and especially you know the where we're at right now with the pandemic and um and just being present mm -hmm. to be happy to be um encouraging to others and even though they were really hard stories to understand that even though they were hard on the other side of it was something really great and beautiful and wonderful and um but just writing them i kind of still had to go through the emotion of the hard stuff but in the yeah. end crying and going it was really wonderful right. hopefully that makes sense it makes absolute sense and i think that that is so important and and really something that we're doing more so just humanity now we're really trying to see that that whatever we go through whatever this is we're going through right now there there we will come through it we what we have to have you know faith in whatever source that that brings you that faith that that it's gonna get better and i think honestly i read something recently um a quote from a book that um was it said our, our life is the story we tell ourselves there you go and every day it's Every so whatever so that that narrative running through your head from a child and and what you said earlier um struck a chord that you know you, you can you can go through therapy you can grow up you think you work through everything part of it stays with you and whatever what however that process is and whatever that looks like you know at, a, at different phases in your life changes but it's still part of you there you know the threads are woven together and they make you the the beautiful tapestry that you are as a human at your age now and again i think that is why these stories resonate so deeply and would evoke such emotion because you can it they do touch part of you obviously the reader hasn't gone through what you went through but you can relate to it and and the way that you're writing and your writing is so relatable and so important Thank you in this time um i think that that we're really lucky that you that this calling came to you to write this book and we're really glad that you did um how long did it take you from conception to having and i have it here having this five years yeah, yeah it was like five years yeah it took me five years just again because i would just start and well once i got the um my pattern down it took me less than a year but the initial probably 12 chapters i just i would just write and i would just it would just tear me up so i think that uh once i realized that my what my goal was to find the good in everything that happened once i realized that and i literally penciled it out instead of um took to my computer when I started like going through my mind of like, you know, I won the snow queen contest. I, you know, all these, all these really wonderful things. And quite honestly, I wouldn't do anything over again because I am a champion. And that's really what this is about is that I became a champion because I was able to rise above all these things that happened and, um, and influence and, promote just love and and um and mm -hmm. the understanding that forgiveness is just really the most beautiful thing that you could ever experience in your entire life no matter how bad something is yeah and i think that 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 jumps from the pages that that that's the overarching theme 
of it to, to work through things. Um, when you decided to self-publish or to, to, you know, to publish independently, did you go through an editor? Well, you spoke about an editor. You had right. an editor. And, and how about your cover design? Because there's a lot of our, our viewers, and we're going to talk about that more after the break, that are considering or in the process of writing. So the next steps are ahead of them. And we really want to talk both about that and also, you know, marketing, because that's a whole different ballgame. And I like to joke that writing was the easy part, you know. It really is. You're 100% right. right. <laughs> You know, and during these times, especially unprecedented in a pandemic and, and everything shut down, you know, we can't do book signings in quite the same way. So I know everyone is going to be really interested to see how you've, you know, how you've done that and how you, you know, you launched the book and, and we're on a roll and then, you know, effectively shut down because of mm -hmm. the pandemic. So what you're doing now, um, I would really like to talk about, have you been happy with the process, like from, from once you wrote to your editor to getting it to public, to a published piece? Um, yes, which, you know, your first one is very difficult. So take notes, <laughs> put them in a lockbox so you don't forget where they are. Um, yes. I mean, you just have to be resilient and, and just, each step and each step. And, you know, I thought that once I was done writing the book, and I'm sure you probably experienced this as well. I thought that once I was done writing the book, it was like easy after that, but then, you know, getting, getting the, the, the front cover done and then taking time to have, you know, your, your author picture done, but even mostly getting the hardest part for me was getting everything aligned up so I could actually get the, get everything in the book perfect. And then, um, and then I hired someone to go in and, you know, put the little decals at the top of the chapters. And I mean, it just was a process. The last probably eight months, it probably took me that to long. get, yeah. yeah, to get the font, to just, just the little things that make, and it really is, as you know, it really is about the details of the book. You want a beautiful book. You want, you want to represent who you are, uh, which was more important for me than a timeline. I wanted to represent um, I felt like I had a beautiful life, so I wanted a beautiful book. Well, and it is all in the details, and, and those details shine through in your book. And we're going to take a quick break for, with our sponsors and get back to you and talk about the next process, and especially getting out there and how that's been in a pandemic. Because, you know, let's face it, this, it ain't easy. And it no, ain't it's fun. not. So I'm really <laughs> excited to talk about that. You're listening and watching the Indie Beacon Show. I'm Mel Greenberg. I'm here with special guest Brittany Turpin, and we'll be right back. Lone Star Festival, where Texas authors, artists, and creatives come together for a Texas-sized event. Join us on May 29, 2021 from 9 a.m. to 4 p.m. at the Seguin Coliseum, Seguin, Texas. Free for everyone. Produced by Texas Authors Institute of History. Sponsored by E4R.Store, Authors Marketing Guild, and the City of Seguin. More information at lonestar.bookfestival.network. To embrace your children's imagination, check out Diane Floyd Bames' Books for Kids. There's the Moonling Adventures, all about the animals in the Serengeti. And then there's Harry the Camel, learning to love yourself just the way you are. 
Then the little girl in the moon. There's one about friendship, another one about the big ideas, which is an inspirational story, and then toward Tycho Town, right there in Tycho Crater on the moon. All of Diane Floyd Bain's books are available at B4R Store. Join us for the 6th Annual Authors Marketing Event in Granbury, Texas on July 23rd to the 25th, 2021, where authors share ideas and learn from the professionals over a two-day weekend. Receive your book marketing certification from the only organization in the world that has been doing it for five years, Authors Marketing Guild, a membership-based organization that supports authors from around the world. Learn more at ame.authorsmarketingguild.com. Sponsored by IndieLector.Store, a bookstore that pays authors their fair share. Welcome to the Indie Beacon Show, where readers can discover great new indie authors. Find us on any major podcast system, Amazon TV and YouTube. Join Mary Ann Fairmont for today's show. Welcome back. I'm Mel Greenberg. You're watching the Indie Beacon Show, and we're here tonight with Brittany Turpin. We've been talking about all things writing, publishing, independent author life, and it's a crazy one, and we're having a great time with you. And Brittany, we're so grateful that you're here. Thank you. Um, I really, really want to spend this, this last you know, bit of time we have together talking about what it's been like for you marketing and getting your message out there and getting your book and book sales and how that's affected you during a global pandemic. So, um, because, you know, for me, I think it's easier because my book has a message. I think when your book has a message as opposed to a, you know, a non-fiction or, non or a fictional book, I think it's easier just because, you know, my tagline when I was doing um, book signings, when people would walk by, I'd say, hey, do you know someone, are you or do you know someone who is struggling with forgiveness? And it, people just stop. And, you know, I think I've told you this, I, I pretty much sell out every single time I have a book, a book signing because everybody has struggling with forgiveness. So for me, it was just a little easier because that is my tagline and, um, and everybody's interested in miracles. So um, it, you know, so and I don't know if that's really fair because miracles are something everybody's interested in and forgiveness is something that everybody struggles with. So I think it would, it's easier for me to sell a book than maybe someone else. Um, but I definitely know that people are very interested in meeting an author. Being an author um, holds a lot of weight, which you know. Um, you know, it, it, it takes, you have, you know, it's something you do on purpose. It's not something that you can just, you know, fall into or whatever. There's a lot of time, a lot of effort um, that happens with that. So, um, well, so it, um, two things. One, how, are you doing like virtual events now? How are you doing your book signings? Because you can't be out in the community. You know what? I'm actually not. I, I have uh, four kids. Three of them have um, something called spontaneous anaphylaxis. So bringing COVID into the house would be really scary. Mm -hmm. So um, I am not doing book signings. However, um, I sat back and thought, okay, so 
you know, a lot of really great things have happened during like even the depression, you know, I try to go through and, and, and say, you know, good things have happened during bad times. So, you know, what, what can I do? So, uh, you know, like yesterday I had to meet with, um, someone who had already had COVID. So I didn't need to worry that they had COVID. They'd already tested clear for it. Um, so I wanted to, I knew that they were um, someone that had connection to a lot, a lot of people. So I went and I gave them three books and I said, you know, I'd really like to bless you with a book. And then I'm going to give you a couple books. I said, what I want you to do is, and I said, and you'll know when, who the person's supposed to be. When, when someone comes to you that is struggling, I want you to give them my book. And they just looked at me, they said, why would you do that? And I said, I said, because this is just the way it works. Yeah. And you know what I mean? And, and so, um, and then a couple of days before that, um, this lady called me and she wanted to um, buy three books from me. And uh, I, I got there and instead of having her buy them from me, I actually gave them to her and That's said, great. and said, it's because right now is the time to be enhancing people's lives. Well, how right can now connect with you? Can you give us your social media outlets and how if they because our, our viewers may want to purchase the book and how Perfect. can they, yes yes thank you um, Amazon how, how Brittany we can Turpin Brittany Turpin on Amazon Amazon My Life of Miracles and it looks like this because someone else came out with the My Life of Miracles but this is not as pretty as this one <laughs> and um, I'm just teasing and social uh, media. And my social media, again, on Facebook is Brittany Turpin. I have an author page and a, a private page, but you can contact me either way. Um, you can also get me on uh, Brittany underscore Turpin on Instagram. And, um, and I'm also on Twitter uh, as G2G. Okay. Brittany, thank you so much for taking you. And I am so blessed for, again, having this interview. Thank you. Uh, we're, we're happy that you could join us. And I think anyone out there going through anything will enjoy this book. Um, especially during these times, it's uplifting and heartwarming. And it's, it's a beautiful read. Thank you. And wish you the best of success. You've been watching the Indie Beacon Show. I'm Mel Greenberg. I will be back. And in the meantime, cheers to the journey. Ciao. Thank you for watching the Indie Beacon Show. Produced by Beyond Bourgeois for the Authors Marketing Guild, LLC. Copyright 2021. Voiceover by Randy James and Beyond Bourgeois. If you would like to be a sponsor of this show, please reach out to us at info at authorsmarketingguild.com. If you'd like to be on the show, please complete the form at radio.authorsmarketingguild.com. Music is always rejoiced by Rambo of Ukraine.